our apologies to all our loyal fans out there of the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Yesterday, we were, for those of you that don't know, we were preempted for the announcement of a new collective bargaining agreement between uh, the baseball players and their owners. And we got the Jays back, which makes Sammy very happy. But I promise you all, even if we hear news today that Babe Ruth has risen from the ground and the Jays have just announced that they've signed him to a three-year deal, we ain't leaving. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. We're sticking. No, they're just going to have to wait. Yeah, they got a few more. They, they got a few more LBs on us, I think, on that. So we're here. We're back on YouTube. It's Friday. All bets are off Friday. We've got uh, a great show. We're going to take some... Uh, Questions, I guess, Sammy. Let's welcome Sammy McKee on board here, our trusted producer. What's the plans here? We're going to take some YouTube questions uh, throughout the day. Yep, we're going to do that in the, the back half of the show after we talk to Andrew Peters about Ico and about um, about the Leafs playing the Sabres outdoors on Sunday. So yeah, get your YouTube comments in. Yeah, I, I gotta be on, I gotta be honest, boys. I'm in an awful mood today. Well, I, yes. I, I thought yes. I thought the Blue Jays coming back would have taken care of that for for today. No, it didn't. I just listen. I don't know what it is about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but every crappy team from the Western Conference that comes in here and plays against the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's their goddamn Super Bowl. Everybody's got their aunts, Bonnie, in the crowd. They got to play the Leafs. Oh, it's the biggest night of the year. We're playing the Leafs. And they come down here and they beat the Leafs. Can't get a save. Oh, my God. Boys, I am sour. I'm just going to sit back and listen to Sammy for the next I'm hour. Sour. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Do you really believe that people try harder? Yes. I believe if my favorite team was the Carolina Hurricanes, no, I wouldn't believe that. But this, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's everybody's biggest game. From for not for teams that play the Leafs all the time. Western Conference teams come I, here once. I'm sorry. There is no, no. something to it, it. It's and it's been well documented for for countless years. We this has been going on for decades here. This is not new. This is, sorry, Sammy. This is not new information you're dropping on us. It's it's a given. Toronto, the greater Toronto area has produced more NHL players than anywhere in the world. So, I mean, live with it. They love coming home. They love getting the spotlight. A guy like Jacob Chikrin, we don't know whether or not he's going to get traded or not, but what's better than coming into this market, scoring two goals, and letting 31 other teams know, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, Chickwood's calling it the mecca of hockey yesterday. Oh, I just can't wait to play here. Everybody just comes. Oh, yeah. Everybody come here and beat up on the Leafs. That's our favorite activity. Anyways, they shouldn't lose to the Arizona Coyotes, regardless of anything. You know, they let in four bad goals. They still should win that game. But they, look, like, um, like, look, come on, Sammy. S- build slowly here and look, find some bright sides. They didn't blow a lead. You know, what's better? What's better? Build a lead and blow it or... Give up a lead and come back. What's the better move here? Where do where do we want to start? We just want to start on uh, the overall feel of the game. You want to go into specifics. You mentioned Mrazic, the goaltending. We can get into that. Do you want to jump to uh, uh, a non-call on Austin Matthews? I open it up on this Friday to the two of you. Well, you know, I, I love the post-game comments, either through Sheldon or or even listening to Mrazek. Um, I, I, you want to just start right off the bat and saying that uh, this was a bad signing. Last night was a real 
Okay, do you want to start there? It's a bad signing. A goalie that, right from the get-go, I said, uh, when he's on, he can be very good, but when he's off, he's horrible, and he's he hasn't hit his on button yeah. at all this year. Gets out of the gate with a bad injury, and he's never caught up yet. Yeah, you know, I wonder what was involved in making this signing for him. Like, was it like a bunch of analytics led him to this guy? Or what What was it that made him them think that he was the cream of the crop? I, I am curious how they reached the conclusion, but I will say, Kipper, I have been, and you have been on the show basically saying, there's no solution here. Like, these are your guys. No one that you bring in is definitely going to be better. But I, I'm telling you, watching last night, I had like it changed my brain where I was like, they can't do this anymore. Like, I don't care if you got to send him in the, to the minors to save $1.1 million and spend that cap space on another goalie. Or I, do you not have to do something now? That was an abomination of a showing. If, if, we, if, if this was next Friday and the trade deadline's Monday, I may have to somewhat understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily believe that it's the answer to go out there and just get somebody else for the sake of getting somebody else. I know it's not the right answer, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly, I do believe that I don't think that anyone you bring in right now, whether it's, you know, Wedgwood or Vigmelka from Arizona or whatever, like, are they going to be worse than Razik? Honestly, last night was, I've seen, I watched a lot of bad Leafs hockey and a lot of bad Leafs goaltending over the years through, you know, my formidable years. That was as bad as I think I've ever seen. Those first two, the one that, you know, he blockers into the slot, and then the one where we honestly look like a learn-to-play moment for hockey, where he's, like, scrambling across the net, like, trickles over the line. Let's, Those are two let's, of the worst. Let's, let's go to Sheldon Key first on, on Mrazek. Let's start there. Uh, how disappointing was Sheldon is it hours after saying there's a great chance for Mrazek that he comes out and plays the Yeah, it's tough. I don't know what to say. It's, it, it's tough. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Okay, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's funny. I, I love the reading into Sheldon Keefe's comments post-game. But I, I now get the sense that, to, to his point last night, or to, to the words that we just... He, he is lost for words right now. And he's also nervous. Afraid of his words. He's, he's nervous about saying something that isn't just... A, a gut reaction or just uh, a feel, he is now, and I know where it's coming from. I think he got burned real bad with a, we're soft and purposeless. A month ago? Mm-hmm. Six weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, guys like us pick through his audio every day. It's then, impossible. Since then, yeah. he, he, he picks his words very carefully. And I think he... That's a prime example where he he is lost for words, so he's better off just saying nothing. If you can't say something nice, say it's tough. That's what my mom always said. <laughs> so hold on. Um, do you want to go? I want. I have stuff to say about Keith's performance yesterday well, in general. Do you want to? No, I don't. I want to stay on Mrazik because okay. one of the, one of the reasons why I said right from the get go when this guy's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's off, is because he is so aggressive mm-hmm. when he commits to something he is all in it's billy smith he's at the bottom of the circles and i think when you when you hear him describe what went on last night that's what you understand with him is that he's he's all in on his saves and i think that that blocker is is a perfect example let's have a listen to peter Morazic describing those early goals no, I don't. I don't think I was too aggressive on that one. Uh, I just hit, uh, you know, inside of the blocker instead of the the outside, and and my momentum was going uh, on the blocker side, and you know, it went it went on my glove side. So, uh, you know, can happen. I think it's those those saves are uh, easy saves, and uh, you know, how many times uh, that's gonna hit your inside blocker and go on the far side? So, not the night I wanted. My momentum. Can you make the save without any momentum? He pushed so far into it that it hit the inside of the blocker. And he's like, how many times are it going to hit the inside of the blocker? Well, every time, if you push that far out at it. Could you catch it? Just maybe stay in your crease while you try to blocker it into the corner? He can't. 
he can't, he's got no center of gravity. It's either left or right. Yeah. Yeah, he's busy. He's busy, and, and that cost him bad. Um, and then the next one, I, the next one was one of those exaggerated humiliation moments for a team and a goaltender, the way that one played out. So, I mean, Morazic didn't seem overly affected by it. <laughs> That's a you bit know? of an understatement, yeah, I think. You know, you heard him there. He's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't think I was too aggressive, but how many times is that going to happen? Do we also have the other quote from Morazic? Okay. We do. Okay, so here's Morazic. Keep in mind how Jack Campbell responds to letting in a bad goal and listen how Morazic on his own night. I think, uh, you know, my mentality is pretty good with with those things. So just forget about that. Uh, you know, what happened, happened. It's a past. And, uh, uh, you know, let's look forward. And I'm excited for, you know, other games coming up. Forget about it. Like you, the problem. I know you want him to say those things. <laughs> What's the problem? Forget about it. <laughs> like, you, you said it last night. Can you have two bigger extremes? I know. Could we find someone between launching themselves off a bridge <laughs> and, you know, like, let's go out and have a couple of pints after a bad game? Like, you know, it it's pr- probably has nothing to do with the mindset, and it's probably good that he has a short memory. But he Not doesn't. that short. <laughs> like, Not that short. Even when you win, coaches say, enjoy the win tonight, boys. Tomorrow, it's a new day. Same new losses. You know, think about it. Go home. Get your sleep. We'll deal with it tomorrow. You know, they don't say, forget about it the second it happens and pretend it didn't happen. But they are completely at opposite scopes. And let me say, I like them both. I think Peter Mrazic would be a fun guy to have some beers with. Same with Jack Campbell. Okay, how about Jack and Peter get together and then just meet in the middle Yeah, for both of them? That would be very Care healthy. a little bit more and care a little bit less. And we know which one needs to go which direction. Right. But right now, they are like the odd couple. They're like Oscar and Felix. Remember that? No, I don't. No. <laughs> Nobody? No. no. Bueller? Oh, you guys are horrible. <laughs> horrible. Sorry, Sorry Kipper. I, I should have lied to yeah, you. Uh, look, Google the odd couple, and you will see uh, a different version of, of Jack and Peter Morazic. So we do have more clips on this goaltending. Let's just stay with goaltending. Sheldon Keith, uh, Sammy, which one do you want to want to hear? The concern over goalies or the team's mindset with a bad goalie? You decide. I, I think the team's mindset right. with a bad goalie because this is one that it can happen in any level of any hockey ever, and I think it's a fascinating conversation. So let's get that one. It's hard. It's hard mentally. You know, guys, you guys, you know, um, takes I mean, it's two minutes into the game, the first one there, and that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it's maybe as tough a goal we've given up maybe all season. Let's just start start the game. Um, so that's just stuff. Takes wind out of the sails for sure. There's no doubt about it. But uh, all our guys are pros. They got to find ways to gather themselves and keep playing. Um, and credit to them, you know, for the, the the effort they put forth in the third period. Didn't lay down. Kept pushing. Had plenty of opportunities to win the hockey game uh, in regulation and, and didn't get a huge point. You know. Eric gives us a great chance to counter and get a good luck to get the second point. And it doesn't go our way. They get one the other way. So that's, that's the way those overtimes go. I love the fight in our team. Love the performance by Eric Schalgren here today. Great, great job by him. Um, you know, we're just going to have to push, push by this one. Just write, let me write this down. His name's Eric. Okay. Schalgren. What did we call him yesterday? Col- I call him Colgren. <laughs> That's that's the funniest thing about anyone having an opinion on him is what they should do. People are like they should start this guy, and it's like say his name, and then you get to have an opinion. So post game, we're watching on uh, Sportsnet, of course, and Elliot uh, and uh, and Stewie started with uh, who's gonna who's gonna play next. I know, and I I think Elliot went with uh, with Shalgren. <laughs> Correct. And uh, and Stewie went. You have to go back to Mrazic. We know now that uh, they've named Mrazic. Yeah. But I'm just thinking. Here's a guy that his head's spinning. And Elliot really wanted to throw him into an outdoor <laughs> game. Are Are you kidding me? I think the point of people in that camp are. You know this is bad, and this is the mystery box. Would you rather have the mystery box or bad? 
is, is, is I think, how they're looking at it. I'm not, for the record. I've been like, it's clearly Mrazek, and it has, has I, to be. I think the maybe the biggest detriment on what Peter Mrazek has been to the Toronto Maple Leafs so far this year is that there was a legitimate conversation if they should start Eric Schalgren. No, the no, no, no. There, there is no... There's no bigger detriment. There's that. no legitimate conversation there. That I is agree there's not. asinine. It's stupid. Even if that guy miraculously goes in there and pitches a shout-out... What's the point? It's still... It, now it, may, be, it may be a, a great out, outcome, but it's still a bad decision. You're trying to win the Stanley Cup. And ideally, you're going to need goaltending. Ideally, Peter Mrazek, a career 909 save percentage guy, gets his you-know-what together. And the best case to do that is saying, okay, we signed you for three years at $3.9 million per season. Uh, our starter, or Jack Campbell, our 1A is out. You know, you lose a couple, you're going to keep going back. That's the great opportunity right now when you've earned it with that contract. They have the chance for him to find it again in a big moment in front of a lot of people. And if he can't find it the next few starts, maybe then they'll think yeah. of something. But there's nothing and gained by giving a guy who's been an 885 in the AHL the past 10 games and Shalgren the you, start. Did you guys feel like I was feeling last night? It reminded me of a particularly bad Michael Hutchison start where later that night the Leafs made the big trade for Jack Campbell. I had that kind of feeling last night before yeah. I was going to bed. Like, is there yeah, going to be a, the, a, the an anger is, late though, night trade here? The, the difference here is there was a buildup to your attitude towards Frederick Anderson. It wasn't like Freddie's play dropped off in, in, in three weeks or four weeks. It was Freddie's a good regular season goalie. He's had cracks of, of trying to carry us in the playoffs. He's not been able to do it. We're changing directions. We're making this trade because we think that we can groom Jack Campbell to one day take his job. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. But that was over a, a, a long course here. For 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 now, Sammy or anyone else to have a feeling that Kyle's going to go get a goalie now because in the last three or four weeks, Jack's fallen off is just not realistic for me. Jack it, is a part of not. this team one way or another. Jack is going nowhere. Listen, f- how long ago was the 4-1 victory against Pittsburgh here in Toronto? It was a Saturday night, maybe two and a half weeks ago. Okay. Three. Where we, we, we ended up going, like Jack's back on course. Jack's putting himself in a position to ask for five or five, anywhere between five and six million dollars. It's legit. He's there. We burned that episode, right? We just, no, there's no need to burn it. It's just, it's out there. Yeah. And it can come back if Jack finds himself in another two and a half, three weeks and, and is able to get out of the first or second round. It's back. You're not wrong. Okay. And it's, but, but for now, for Kyle to bail now and go get, Mark Andre Fleury or anyone else, or even bail on Mrazek. Like I think they can bail on Mrazek. Mrazek wasn't their first choice. Let's remember here they had a salary cap crunch. Yeah, and they, were, they were trying this, to find someone was, who could play thirty five times. This as cheap was the as best of a bad situation where they just felt like he's an NHL goalie. He's, he's a got NHL guy experience. We trust we can put in the net. Is he a little unorthodox? Yes. But he stops it. See a little fish out of water sometimes? Yes, but... So is Hashik. He's still NHL caliber. Yeah, at the end of the day, look at the numbers and he stops it a lot. Um, Just haven't seen it. Let's hear Sheldon Keefe, his take on uh, concern over goalies to continue this conversation. You know, today was a great opportunity for for Peter really to to get going. Um, You know, uh, so that's... It's disappointing that, you know, he's a pro. He's been around a long time. Played a lot of games. He's played a lot of good goal. Um... So we, you know, we, we have confidence in him as a, as an organization, and we need him to to find himself. You know, how concerned am I? I mean, obviously, um, my concern continues to be the team that plays in front of the goalie, and then you know how, how we can set the goal, the goalie, no matter who's in net, up for success. Uh, Peters, through his career, has been a, a better goaltender than he has been here for us. Um, so we have to own part of that, and we got to help him uh, be the goalie that he that he has been through his career. Betting on lo- the large sample size, Peter is a, has been a better goaltender over his greater career than he has been with us. That's what they believe. And they're right. And I think they're justified in leaning on that for a while. I have switched to where, like, it's gone on too long now. If he plays well for a few games here, they got a tough decision. If 
think about this for a second, okay? You're you're almost a week out of the trade deadline, and you want to go get a goalie, which means you have to unload Mrazic's contract. Yes, it's going you to cost you an asset. There's just no way of anything coming in of significance without getting this thing out. It's going to open up. Be more a money. general manager right now and take Kyle's call. When you watched Mrazic play last night, and you go, "Yeah, I'll take that contract," but I want a first or a second rounder for it. If you're saying, "Look, uh, Bill, you're going to put him in ASU's five thousand seat arena." You don't actually care. You're not getting a first for a guy who can play NHL goal. Then keep him. <laughs> yeah. Then just keep him, Kyle. No, Bill's desperate. Too. Bill, Bill's phone. Bill, Bill ain't taking just that like thing. You up, Bill? <laughs> Bill is not taking that contract, and neither is any other team for two more years at four million dollars without something. Without something coming back of significance. Okay, I agree. So now we're doing that. So that. <laughs> Just throw anything you want well, out, that, right? I think, are we not What there, about the Kipper? first rounder that you not need to give first, up? Not the first, because you're going to spend that on a D-man. Oh, my so, God. But once you, listen, no, Kipper. you got no assets left. Well, you have assets once you move Mrazic for whatever this valuable chip is, which is cap space. Now you can go get a real player. Like, I got to be honest. My, you know, I, I have an article on sportsnet.ca today about the Leafs D. It's got to be Josh Manson. Or Scott Mayfield coming to the Leafs. And I know that's going to cost a lot of money, but it has to be one of those two guys, unless there's a guy around the league I'm missing, that defends as a priority. So You're in such a weakness right now, and that could be a first-round pick. Josh Manson, you can't afford to re-sign him. What's Josh going to get next year? Five? Probably. Six? Like, Ritzelainen re-signed in Philly? Have you watched that guy lately? Yeah, not awesome. Not awesome. So you, you, you are now in strictly a rental situation. I you know. You cannot trade. What are you protecting? For a, what are you for protecting a, for, Kipper? What are we going to, you don't want to improve, go for the cup this year for, yeah. for what? You're going to have the same team next year with, with a first? I'll tell you what you're who doing. develops in three more years? I'll, I'll tell you what you're doing if you're Kyle Dubas. You, you, you're, you're protecting somewhat of your reputation to be a future general manager in this league. You want to look desperate and throw potential pieces for the next five or ten years, and then not only does it not work out for your current situation, but it hurts the team long-term. Who would ever hire this guy ever again? Well, the idea is to win a Stanley Cup with it. Yeah, the idea is to to have a long career for Kyle Dubas as well. I think his best chance at securing that is having success in Toronto, winning at least a couple of rounds here this season. I just don't think the half measures idea of going at it this season is going to going to be effective for them. It's I know it's a big ask and I know it's going to cost assets. I know that there, team... there is nothing moving right now because of the prices being too expensive. Yeah. And Sherrod uh, can't get a first. No one's paying Montreal a first right now and, and, and Montreal's waiting for it. And I think the dominoes, would probably play out after that. But Montreal sitting there going, they want the Savard deal. Yeah. That's what they're saying to teams. I, we want the, the David Savard to Tampa. Tell them to get a is, time machine back when that was relevant. There's 16 sellers around the league right now, which hurts Montreal's case, right? Yeah. 16 teams are out of playoffs, or at least 15. Uh, lots more happened last night. Should we stay with the game before? Yeah, trade absolutely. Deadline? Okay. So the uh, there was the challenge for offside, the OT winner issue. Um, which let's, stuck out to you. Let's go to what everyone else is talking about and uh, the finish. Yeah. So Austin and Matthews again, on the back uh, check. Uh, Anthony Stewart and uh, and our good friend Elliot Friedman after the game, I, I think Stewie said that uh, he was okay with the non-call. He said the Matthews got to fight through it. Yep. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on Anthony Stewart last night was he was wrong and he was right. Okay. Okay. That's great. I'm, I, I like this. Both sides it. And uh, I'll tell you what he was wrong on, that it was a legit penalty. It was a penalty. Yes. 100%. Jeff or uh, Jacob Chikrin leveraged enough on Austin Matthews where he got the jump off of the play. Yep. Where Anthony was 100% correct was he needs to fight through it. Mm-hmm. 
All that was was another non-call that didn't go your way. Well, guess what? Get in line. Been around for 100 years. You're not the first guy to get a non-call. Yeah. When Austin Matthews now stops on the back check, and I can't recall if he had a mouth guard or not, but he, if, if he did, he took it out, and he starts arguing the play as it's still developing, then I got a beef with Austin Matthews. Fine. Do, you quit on the play to start arguing when the game is still on the line. Sammy doesn't like it. Well, well, he was brought to a complete stop, and the and the play was already up towards the blue line. He could have put on his rocket ship skates and caught up to the play if that's his only chance. He was out. He was completely taken out of the play by Jacob Chikrin holding him. He stopped his momentum. He was going at full speed. Chikrin leveraged the speed off of Matthews. That's not gone. reason enough. But here's whether my or issue. not you're in the player, do not. Do not stop. You just gotta you gotta fight through it, as Anthony said. Here's my issue with this, and this absolutely sucks, but you have to go down or the refs won't call it, and I hate that. I'm not saying Matthew should have gone down. That is not my point. My point is if this is a major issue with officiating in the NHL. Connor McDavid is first in the NHL in penalties drawn. We said in the show the other day, 30, 30, 37 penalties drawn or something like that. McDavid's, or sorry, Matthews is 408th. Got six drawn all year. Six. So maybe yeah. he's up to 374th or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly. So the point is, he doesn't go down. Matthews never goes down. Great edges. Big, strong horse of a man. That was a great example where if he's Ronaldo, he gets a penalty there. No, he he doesn't need to go down. The the officials missed the call. The official. That's the point. The officials should need him to go down to make it. He was staring at it. Okay. That's the most frustrating part. When he they did. like did the, he, when they did the zoom out with Odeon Hyman, he had a it. legitimate beef. I just wish you, you just got to have the habit of playing through it. I, I agree. That's there. all. I, I mean, it's it's a small we, thing, you know what, though, but he was 100% right that he it was just a horseshit call you've or al- non-call. You've always taken the player's angle and view yeah. of things. And as a player, the only thing you can, can control is playing. And it's overtime. Okay. So, yeah, for Matthews, he should play. And he should skate. Just one more note, if you know. And again, I, I don't like piling on the officials, but you know, everybody's under the impression the Leafs got robbed last night. I don't know if you guys noticed this about halfway through the third period, but Arizona absolutely got robbed on a call. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Justin Hall buried Christian buried. in front of the net. Buried. Okay, that thing was. All day long, as blatant as a miss as Ovi's hook in Edmonton on Wednesday night. That was 4-2. They go on the power play, maybe 5-2, but you burn a lot of the momentum off. So, at the end of the day, it's it's an even up. You know, the issue right now is that referees are afraid of being seen as having decided the game. Right, They don't want to make the call. The power play goal goes in, and people say the refs change the game. But in effect, they dictate the outcome of the game by not making the call. So, Did you see Fisher leave the ice? I did not. Yeah, he was not having a good time. He was time. keeled over. Yeah. He dropped both his gloves. And, you know, I don't think I, – I, I was waiting for a replay. It never came. Uh, Chris Cuthbert and Craig Simpson actually mentioned the cross-check Hall made on him. But it didn't get any attention. It didn't get a replay, and it just kind of got lost mm-hmm. on it. But that guy was in some serious pain to the point where I think he's he, he went to go get x-rays. He, he might probably have broken ribs. He's not playing against – I'm told he's not playing uh, uh, against Boston. I yeah, mean, but it, it wasn't but Austin it, Matthews in overtime, right? So the attention's not there. But it, Exactly. Right. But – this is where it kind of the game's always found a way to kind of even out. They're not perfect. They miss calls, but some of this stuff. You know who kinda, didn't deserve, deserve two points last night was the Leafs. So <laughs> it's just it's just it's not changing anytime soon with these officials. It will always be we got robbed. Arizona got robbed earlier, and you just hope it kind of balances out at the end. Yeah, but the optics of the best player in the league getting pulled back. 
in the most important moment of the game when the guy who when the guy commits the penalty skates yeah, down no, ahead of him goes and shoots it in the net you, to win the game that's you super no, it's not. Fan. no 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 that's everyone watching that's a disgrace man yeah that's, so is missing a cross check on no, hall no it's not that's yeah, the third is. period that's not even whatever <laughs> it is it is. I, I, we disagree. Let's listen. No, we do not agree. Do let's not go agree. ahead and listen to what, do you want Matthews first or Keith first? Let's, so let's have Austin. I like Austin. Let's, let's have Austin Let's go first. Austin. Uh, I felt what I felt. I mean, there's really nothing I can change now. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, no sense in really talking about it. I guess no comment. If you okay. can't say do, something. Do we have Sheldon Keith talking about the call too? Yes. Let me hear that. You guys watch the game. So I'll, I'll allow you guys to make your own assessments of that. You know, our guys, it's on us and our players find ways through that okay this is now sheldon and austin absolutely 100 percent taking the high road on it when they could have just jammed it down their throats and they could have kicked and screamed and just given it to the officials i like the fact that they didn't okay well that was the the one time in the game that i'll say that i thought keith had an awesome day yesterday so you know i i just thought that press conference in general. So number of things yesterday, which one of them I want to get into um, is the lines last night. You know, they, they, we didn't get to have a show yesterday, so we okay. didn't get to talk uh, with the lines. I just want to, uh, yep. I just want to flesh out this, those comments by those two guys. Okay. Okay. I think before we move on, yep. that's the type of stuff that helps you down the road with officials. hundred percent. Interesting. Okay. And, that's where behind the scenes now you just, you know, you, you talk to the officiating department, Coley Campbell's department, and you just remind them that we didn't bury you. We chose not to. Right. Austin went the mature route. Sheldon went the mature route. And I think those guys, and we had Tim Peel on, they're human. They no can hold grudges. They can hold grudges. That's the stuff that could get you a call down the road. The Toronto Maple Leafs in the past, I agree, in the past five years are in the bottom five, maybe bottom seven in the league every single year in penalties drawn. They do not get a ton of calls going for them. And I don't know if it's the personnel or the perception that it's the Leafs. And don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it doesn't happen for them. So anything that can work in their favor, that would be good. Okay. So, and so that, if them taking the high road, maybe get Austin up to seven penalties drawn by the end of the year. How is he at six? He has the puck the whole hockey game. Yeah. Well, he wears blue and white. Go <laughs> oh, ahead. boy, oh, boy. Um, so we didn't get to talk yesterday about the Leafs' lines. Um, you know, they threw together a couple lines that I thought were an abomination. Awful lines. I don't know what, what was going on. You know, we do sometimes say they got to try different things throughout the season, but Tavares, Robertson, Kasha, was that? Do I have that right, Sammy? Tavares, Robertson, Kasha. Was what an awful line. I mean, Kerfoot. the way Tavares is playing and Robertson, an HL guy looking for a... And then they had Spark. They had Kerfoot, um, Nylander, Kerfoot, and Nylander Simmons. and Simmons. Simmons yes. has been. What do you think lately? Simmons needs a rest. Great. That's he, a, that he says needs, what we're both he needs thinking. Needs a night off. No different than Spezza. Willie. Willie's been Willie. I not good. Listen, for me, I know he's good. It's it's hard now for Sheldon to find Tavares and Nylander seventeen minutes a night. Because of the way they're playing? Absolutely. Just... 17. Tavares is making $11 million. He's one of the highest paid players in the league. Yeah. And you can't find a way to get him, you know, 18, 19 minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just there's some guys in a tough spot right now, and I really dislike those lines. So thought and, those were get, were bad. And I don't know. There's some I'm reading today that Robertson's doing great and uh, he's ready to break out. And I'm like, you guys know how I've, I felt about this this whole time. It's like, he's not ready. He's just not right. You want to talk about a guy that can maybe skate and, and keep up with the play and, and find areas where he can shoot the puck? That's great. You want to tell me that this guy can battle for loose pucks, get in on a four check, uh, create space? Be effective when he's not creating. That's the the trick because you're not always going to be scoring. So too small, too light. It's not helping Tavares and Elander. No, it's kind of the opposite of what they need. Actually, it is the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. They don't need another small guy, a light guy. And I want to clarify that this isn't like that. 
Nick Robertson's not going to become a guy who can be effective when he isn't scoring and become a guy who can score 30 goals in the league. He could become that, but today he's not that. And so it's not helping those guys out or him out. Today you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. Right. Not make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So that, that was weird to me. Then there were, was an awful challenge. The worst challenge of the season, Phil Kessel clearly has possession of a puck. Um, And then the comments after the game, you know, I, I didn't care for a number of things that Keith said last night. Um, do we start by him weighing in on the challenge, which we can launch off that? Perfect. Let's do that. I obviously challenged that second goal. Partly because I thought maybe there's, you know, there has been some of these offsides that have come, up, come back when the puck is a little bit off the stick. Um, but also partly I just, so I thought there's a chance maybe it comes back and, and gives us a, an opportunity. Or I thought... Uh, if we have to kill a penalty, maybe that gets us life, gets us going, and gets our guys rolling a little bit and gets their attention. Okay. My first thought, well, my my first my my first thought on a question is, does Sheldon know the rules? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> what do you mean? Does he know the rule on backing in? About having possession. Line. Well, he he said something about the the puck being separated from the stick. Sometimes that's not the rule. I know it's not. That's think, what I'm I questioning. Think he knows that too. So why would you call, why would you challenge that if you know the rule? And Just there's two prayer. simple things. Okay, possession and control. Those are the two words that you need to know off that play. And it was crystal clear that Phil Kessel had both. First touch, he controlled it. A hundred out of a hundred, you will never get that call. So why make it? And yeah, the the comment about thought maybe a PK could get their attention and get them going. I'm not even sure what that means. It's like we intentionally so, so yeah, you're, put you're, ourselves at a disadvantage. I, I don't know. I don't know. So didn't like that. But wait, but like, you know, you're you're. I get it. You're down two nothing. I don't know if the game is four minutes old you've got two of the best offensive players in the world it's two nothing against that team do you need that do you need that challenge to wake them up four minutes into the game you know i went to uh, my gambling site of choice to look what the odds were that the leafs won the game or would win the game down two goals because that's a good opportunity they were still heavy betting favorites to win the game down two nothing like objectively the books saw the Leafs as more likely to win than lose when they were down to nothing at that point. You didn't, it wasn't dire like, that you needed to do you something can, you desperate. You get your point across without challenging that. It's just, a time it's, out. Just, it's only call timeout. It's, it's smack. It's, it's, it's four <laughs> minutes in. You got cruddy goaltending. Just tell the boys, let's go. Okay, we got a couple bad bounces off of uh, Mrazic. Let's overcome We're going to bring in Peter. Go. He's going to publicly apologize there was, to the there group. There was another It's quick. just uh, the, the whole thing was weird. He, he would have been better off saying it was a bad call. Yeah. Just, just say it was a bad call on my part. No, I, as my, uh, Mrazic made a bad play on that goal. This was a bad, it's a bad challenge. It's just a bad challenge. Bad challenge. Um, and there's another clip where, we, because we played pretty much all of Keefe's press conference today, but <laughs> he also said that he considered doing the the goalie switch after do the we second. have that as well no, so, I don't have that. okay yeah no. he just he just had mentioned it in passing yeah he was ben. like after two goals i wanted to but i didn't want to put shalgren in a bad position i gotta say if i hear one more thing about a goaltender who's on the bench <laughs> waiting to play being in a bad position i'm gonna lose my he's mind he's got his gear on like all just, he needs to do is put his helmet on he's good to go <laughs> has he ever been in an nhl game before do you think he was unprepared like he probably spent the whole day stretching i, I think uh, it goes back to the zamboni driver I really do. They're just scarred. Scarred. Oh, Everybody so feels like honest. a Zamboni driver <laughs> from in since then. Uh, it, honestly, it, it broke their brains or something. But so you know, not not a great night from him uh, in, in the big picture. A lot of guys that we went through the the lineup when we were talking about individual players. That can we talk about someone good? Yes, third line again, boys. Third so, line. They, but they're a problem because you can't change them. They're good again. That's why the lines that I mentioned are so bad. It's because you can't mess up the third line, which is perfect. They were really good. So again. good. They just control the play. Engvall looks like a new man. I mean, that... Mc- McCabe's going to cash in, boys, too. For sure. Have fun in Columbus. He is going to cash in. Yeah. 
Like three times three or something? Oh, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I'd pay him that. He's worth it. Yep. At least you're avoiding the bunting. What would bunting get next year? Conversation. And and another awesome night for a Matthews to score that goal and to know it went in. Yes. I thought actually Arizona, for the most part, did a pretty good job on... on, Handling those guys? Yes. You know, they didn't didn't get nearly the good looks as uh, games prior to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Yeah, I thought Arizona did a pretty good job. And the the, four, the tying goal was pretty fluky for it to land on Nylander's stick kind of in the slot and have him go in and score. But they could have had three or four goals before the end of the third period, at least. Like, they, you know, uh, Wedgwood played pretty well. He made a couple good saves on Engvall to, uh, at the end there. Like, I thought he played pretty well. So Earlier in the week, uh, I think you, you there was a clip out there that uh, Sportsnet put out there that you just said that uh, Nylander... Is what <laughs> oh, yeah. is is what he is. We got like, radioed right? by our own. Theories. We did. We did. Well, there was more to the point than that, though, Kipper. But you're not that far off. My point was that there's not going to be an evolution to the player that he is, and it wasn't meant to be like this guy stinks. It was like, you know, this is he is what he is. I'm. I, that's, that's. I know, but I feel like no, no, I need no, to defend only, myself. No, on. I don't think so. Okay. I all. That, all I got out of you is he's at that age now. He's been around as long as he has. This is what he is, which is very good. Which no, I, I don't think said, it's that very good. Well, I don't I'm, get very good. Maybe I'm hedging. Good. It's good. I don't get. It's good. No, it's not good. Yes, it's good. No, it's good. It's good. Oh, it's, boys. Inc- it's inconsistent, no, but it's good. It, yeah, inconsistent means one bad week, you're out in the first round. Okay? He but had a great week he, last he, year. I was going to say, we, we picked a good week last year, but... Uh, okay. But why, okay, quickly on Nylander before we go. Why does it take him getting the, the, the whack going down to the fourth line to have his best period in three weeks? Why do we have to do this dance? I don't know, and I think Sheldon Keith is pulling his hair out. Why do we have to do the dance? Yeah, to give him the... you got to light a fire under these guys. Some, oh, and he I is guess one the of six them. million is a good number. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not. He can sleep with the best of them, and then you got to nudge him a little bit. He is Maybe they waited too long. Need a nudge guy, for sure. Skilled up the yin-yang, but... So fun to watch when he's on. You need more, though. Need more. Second line more consistency. is in dire need of more out of Nylander. I think we can call the third line the second line from now on. Let's just flip them. Love it. Uh, any more contests or anything, or are we good? Oh, Actually, Kipper, there is. Oh, You're snoozing. I'm not snoozing. I'm just fired up. We've got lots of time. I'll do it right now. Takes. So we do have an amazing contest, and I legitimately mean this is an incredible contest. Two, get, two tickets to see the Leafs play the Habs in Montreal on Saturday, March 26th, plus a, a round-trip train ticket from Montreal, Toronto to Montreal and one-night hotel accommodation. So what you have to do is listen to Real Kipper and Bourne for a daily passport and enter it online on our contest page at sportsnet590, uh, sportsnet.ca slash 590. And today's password is bunting. Uh, this contest runs through Monday, March 21st. Must be 19 plus in Ontario to enter. So there we go, fellas. All right. All just before the break. When we come back, Doug McLean, former NHL president and general manager, we'll talk to him about uh, taking a call from Kyle Dubas and how GMs would feel now. You realize we could do a three-hour show today with all we have left we to We could. Andrew Don't Peters also in the second <laughs> hour. We'll talk about Jack Eichel and the comments, the post-game comments. We love post-game comments on this show. The, best, uh, the human element is the best part. Jack of gave us a ton to huh, talk really? to Andrew Peters about. And we're all good. We're also going to take your questions on uh, the YouTube chat. If you're watching, thanks for joining us again. Hit the like button. We love the like button. That's how Sammy 75. Gets we want to double that, don't we, Sammy? <laughs> and wherever you're listening or picking up your podcast, give us a rating and review. We want to hear from you as well. Okay. Mac. When we come back, real Kipper and born. The code word for today's episode to text to 59590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Hurricanes tickets on March 17th is fast. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody.
everybody's enjoying the Real Kipper and Bourne show on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and wherever you download our podcast. We appreciate that, by the way. We do. People in the chat line want to know, um, JB, uh, when you got out of the shower, did you forget to take your robe off? <laughs> I'll have you know, this is a very fine garment here, and it's six, 67 degrees in this room here. It's chilly. And people call me the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, it, if I had my druthers, if I were a rich man, I would dress like an old, I would have one of those proper like British flat caps and a pipe. All leather, everything, my notebook. I'm, I like the old stuff. You just described our next guest. Doug McLean, perfect. Yes, Doug McLean. Pipe, slippers, and pickleball. I just uh, finished a Romeo and Juliet poolside. <laughs> I no thought there's no smoking. No smoking in uh, the uh, uh, no. uh, Del Vista. What do they call it on side? Uh, no. Boca del Vista? Boca del Vista. No, I can. I have the Romeo and Juliet, the 7 by 54 is a perfect size. Nice. And uh, how are you well recovered off your uh, your uh, your wonderful speech uh, for Rick Nash? It was a tem- tremendous weekend. They did an unbelievable job. But I'll tell you what, Rick Nash, and I know everybody likes to rip on my, he did a fabulous job. His speech was was unbelievable and Hitchcock gave a speech too but his was like for a job interview his speech <laughs> he still wants to uh, work doesn't about, he all about all about the great job he did developing Rick Nash into a player and, he, and then uh, Hitch sat down next to me and I said didn't he win the Rocket Richard before you arrived in Columbus <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We see so see so many struggling teams, and maybe he's not uh, far off wanting another job. I tell you what, it um, it was a fabulous weekend, though. Columbus, uh, the Blue Jackets did a great job, and Rick did a, just an amazing job. Nineteen thousand four hundred people sitting in their seats at five o'clock for a ninety-minute. Uh, presentation. It was unbelievable. It really was. Were you, so, were good you, on them. Congratulations. Were you able to get us any uh, Columbus scoops on uh, who they're trading, if they're signing uh, Patrick Liney? Like, does that stuff happen in Columbus, or is it only people in, like, Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal pulling their hair out, trying to figure it all out? No, I think they're, I think, obviously, Domi's the guy that they would like to move. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, does that happen? I mean, he's played well, better the last couple of games, but they they desperately want to sign line A, and I think they're confident they're going to be able to get a deal done with him. I really do. Doug, looking at the uh, Toronto okay. Maple Leaf situation right now, um, goaltending do is... Have, do we really have to? <laughs> talking about... When you bring up Toronto, I, I think about your smoking jacket and a pipe. That's what I think about. Well, unfortunately, it's a kind of the theme of the show, so we're going to stick with it as best we can. But the, the goaltending here is kind yeah. of making people mental. Uh, Kipper's talking about, you know, if you're a GM right now receiving a call from the Maple Leafs and they say, who wants Peter Mrazek? You know, what kind of response are you given? What are you looking uh, for, for the Leafs to tack on to take on a contract like Mrazek two more years at 3.9 per? Well, you're probably getting similar conversations that that Carolina would have got last year, and that would be few and far between. I, I've never been a Morassic fan. I know he's had a couple of playoff runs, and look, I, I, the deal right now would be would it be impossible to move? Nothing's impossible to move, but he's certainly not on anybody's uh, radar to pick up as a goal a goaltender. But the Leafs, I mean, their goaltending. It's frightening to watch it the last month, and you guys know it better than I do because you've seen all the games, but it is frightening. But I'll tell you what, what, what about their second line? What, where's that gone? And I looked I look this morning, and Tavares plays 16 minutes last night. He and, he and Nylander a little over 16 minutes each, or 16 and a half minutes to 17 minutes, seven minutes less than, than Matthews and Marner and Bunting are playing. I mean, what has happened to the second line and how critical is it to fix that second line and the third line before the playoffs? 
to me, the goaltending is critical, but I don't know if they can do anything about it because I don't think Fleury's going to go there. I don't think he wants to go to Toronto, and I don't think that I, I don't imagine, you know, that's going to happen, but it might. I mean, they might be able to work magic and get a guy like Fleury, but I, I just don't see that happening. And I, you know, Duba says he's going to stick with the goaltending, and that is frightening with the way they're playing. Like last night, that performance was, well, it was sad to watch, to be quite honest. Can you put yourself in Kyle Dubas's uh, position with a little over a week and you were facing this dilemma? Would you bail on the one-two punch of Mrazek and Campbell? Or would you... Kyle's loyal guy. So this is playing really against him making any major decisions. But would you bail on it? It's fine to be loyal. And, you know, I, I get that. And I know that... Well, that that Dubas is that type of person and has been that person since I met him when he was a GM in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, I just, I, I don't know how he has any choice but to to search long and hard and do his due diligence on who might be available. But who is available? Like Corpus Allo, for instance, in Columbus, looked like a goaltender when he knocked Tampa Bay out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. It looked like he was ready to become a great young goaltender. Today, you really would question that, whether he can be the guy. So who's available? Who is out there that they can bring in? Because they don't need a backup. They need a number one guy to go into the class. And Dubas can be as loyal as he wants. But if they happen to lose in the first round, and we know how tough a first round it's going to be for everybody. Every every GM in the in the conference they're in is scared to death about what they're going to face in the first round. I mean, I, I talked to, you know, Pittsburgh yesterday, and, and they're, they're, they're going to play the Rangers in the first round in all likelihood, in all likelihood. I mean, so every first-round matchup is frightening. And if you don't have a bona fide number one goaltender, especially with the way the second line and third line right now is sort of hit and miss, I, I would be really nervous. And you'd be as loyal as you want, but your job's on the line if you happen to lose in the first round. What did you make of the non-call on Austin Matthews last night uh, in overtime? You know what? I, if I would have been the coach, I probably would have got a $25,000 fine. <laughs> but, you know, that that happens. I mean, we saw it happen with Hyman in, in Edmonton the other night. We saw it happen here last night. That's playoff-type refereeing. We know it changes. And you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to be faced with it. And to me, you would leave the game saying, yeah, that cost us the game. But you know what? That didn't cost them the game. The game was lost long before that, as far as I'm concerned, from the way, they, from the way that, that team played. Whether you want to talk defense, whether you want to talk lack of production, other than Matthews' line, um, that didn't cost them the game, but it sort of did. I'd be ticked off big time, but that's just, you got to live with that. That happened. There's missed calls, and there's going to be a lot of them in the playoffs. You guys know that. Uh, as far as the second line with Tavares and Nylander, uh, is, is the biggest option out there is to trade for something in that can help them? Robertson's in. I don't expect him to. I don't expect to see him there uh, in the outdoor game. But how many different ways can you can you light a fire under well, these guys? Well, the question is. Does 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 Matthews and Marner need their left winger? Or can they move some people around there? Can they take right. from Matthews to help to help Nylander and Tavares? I would be looking at that. Is what I'd be looking at before. You know, juggling your top six. You know, Kerfoot has had a good year. I'm not a huge fan, but the kid has had a good year. He's played well for them and full marks. So. Can you juggle around enough to maybe insert somebody different with Matthews and Marner and put give is Bunting a guy that could help Tavares right now with the way this guy plays? He's a bit of a, a Hyman type of guy, you know. I mean, I the kids played awfully well. Um, is that an option that you can try? Um, you know, I, I don't know what other option they have. I mean, 
you go into the trade deadline, and in all likelihood, you're looking at depth guys. The, that, that's what you're looking at. The the option is what we've seen for the last four or five years, and that's flip flopping Marner. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is is there some way Matthews is that good right now that he can carry? He can he can he's dragging people into the fight. Matt Marner and Tavares need a winger who's going to drag them into the fight. Oh, Marner drags people and, in fights. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. He, he's. Yeah. Do you need a guy that's going to drag Tavares, Tavares. and, Mar- yes. and, and Nylander into into yes. the fight? Because you know what? It's going to be at playoff time. It's going to be. You need people who are going to jump into this fight. I don't mean fight. Yeah. I mean fight at playoff time. Fight for your lives. I do think so that this. I, I think. Sorry, Doug. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I do think that this will end up being a criticism of the team this year is that they're keeping Marner, uh, Matthews, and Bunting together now when maybe we should be finding – we know that works. Like now might be the time to see what else can work for other options because – The problem is, is they're carrying the team single-handedly. They they've, are. They've got, they've got a dry sidle uh, McDavid thing going where they've, they've turned the, the Leafs into a one-line team. But that, that, but the problem is when you get into the playoffs, you dream of coaching against a one-line team. Yes. Because when you go into the playoffs, you you focus on shutting down that big line. It is going to be tougher for Matthews and Marner at playoff time. If you don't have the the secondary people coming on that second and third line, I mean the fourth line's fine. They're going to do their job. There's good character there. You know, there, there's quality people there. But they've got to fix this top six. And I don't know if there's an option outside of internal options. And I would be looking at mixing those top six up. I know they tried, but it, it, you don't put Tavares on the third line. You don't put Nylander on the third line. You've got to fix your top six. That's your critical part. And then plug in after that. So tough. So I would try it. Because like Matthews, Martyr, and Bunting seem to be having so much fun. And you want to keep Matthews happy. They just seem to, you know, it's. It, one of those things where it doesn't matter. I know in the end, the guys make a lot of money. They play where you tell them to. It just seems hard right now to tell those guys, hey, you don't get to be besties on the bench anymore. No, I know. And, but you go into the playoffs and you've got your big line playing 23 minutes a night and you've got your $11 million captain playing 16 minutes. Right. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that that's going to fly it because it's going to hurt Matthews. It's going to hurt Matthews because playoff time, he is have, going to have so much focus on him. So they got to, Tavares has got to figure this out and get it going. So yeah. I would be looking at mixing it up, the top six, somehow, some way. Doug, how much do you feel like a coach should or shouldn't say about his players in the media? We play a lot of Sheldon Keefe's uh, clippings, and he was asking about Peter Mrazek's last game, and he basically just, he didn't even want to say anything. He said, it's tough. And then he's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. It's tough. He clearly has a lot more to say. Is he in a position where he should be publicly going at this guy a little bit, put some pressure on him, or is it better just to bite his tongue? I, I don't think there's any value. I mean, I, I don't think there's any value in coming out and, and ripping your top guys. I, I think it's better behind closed doors and, and a one-on-one sessions and try to, to help them. But you know how you help John Tavares? You give him, you give him better players because he's at that stage in his career. He's not a great skater to begin with. He's at the stage in his career. He needs support. I don't care what he's making. I'm just telling you by watching him, he needs support. Matthews is a driver. Tavares right now is not a driver. That's where, unfortunately, Nick Ritchie should have been. And if it, well, and it's, and it's not. It's not, but they don't have a plan B when it comes to big and heavy. I mentioned Robertson, and yeah, Robertson can skate, and he can shoot the puck. And on occasion, he can, he can find that, that area and maybe even score a goal or two. But when you get into a playoff situation where you got to win 50-50 pucks and come out of a corner to make a play, that's not Nick Robertson, but that's not Nick Robertson for Tavares either. No, and that's why I I would really consider I would really consider trying bunting with them. I really would. I, and, and and you you like Marner with them? I would try bunting first yeah. to see if that see, can I, make, I would go with that. that can work. 
Bunting you know, will be pissed off, works. but Tavares scored 47 with Marner one year. It'd be all right. <laughs> none of them, none of them, yeah, big time. None of them will be upset if if they win. Right. But if they'll, there'll be a lot of people upset if they happen to lose in the first round. And and the way they're trending right now with their goaltending and a thin blue line, let's not forget, there's, we talked in this show, the first show I did with you guys, we talked about a thin blue line at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's still a thin blue line. And their second line, which we were all counting on being a great second line, has not been a great second line for, what, two months now? And so there's a lot of things that have got to be figured out real soon here. And can you bring in quality people? I don't see a lot of guys out there that are available. I mean, JT Miller, oh, great fit. The Rangers, JT Miller. Vancouver don't want to move JT Miller, I don't imagine. You know, so, I mean, what, what is going to be available that they can afford? That's yeah. the other question. So it's got to, you've got to look internally right now because maybe you're not going to get the fix outside. What, what do you do with guys who get a little older, like Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza, and don't give you what they once gave you, but, you know, like the Leafs have committed to them, the whole Toronto ties. It's a little awkward right now, but I know he just hit 1,000 games. Like Simmons hasn't done much the last little bit here. Spez is hitting a rough patch. What do they do with these guys? That's their whole fourth line. Yeah, and I mean, you, you've you got to go into a playoff series and get eight minutes out of that line. That's what you've got to get. You know, when you start divvying up your ice time, you know, you've got the big line. You've got Matthews who's going to get his 23-plus. You know, you've got Tavares that somehow, some way, you've got to get him over. So you've got to get him to the 18-minute mark somehow, some way. And you can divvy your lineup, but you're, you don't re- and you've got to have a quality third line that you can get, you know, 10, 12, 13 minutes out of. So, you know, you, when you divvy it up, the fourth line, look, it's still important. And they're going to, they're character enough that they're not going to hurt you. At no, time. but they, they're they, not going to hurt you. Okay. They, they may not hurt you, but Mac, it's a specialty role. It's just not about eight minutes f- filling time. It's about creating energy or even, you know, drawing a penalty or drawing a motion out of them so they take a penalty later on chasing you. And that yeah. that, that is not a, a, a fourth line per se that we've seen in the past. No, it's not. It's not. And I mean, ever since I've watched Jason Spetsa go to the fourth line, he's not your fourth line typical type of player, but he's still a leader on the team and you know what he's going to give you because of his the class and the character and the smarts. Yeah. You're going to get by with that line. You're going to get by with that line. That would be the least of my concerns right now is that line going into the playoffs. I know they're not the prototypical fourth line. I get what you guys are saying, but I think that's the least of their concerns right now. One last one for me here uh, on the concernometer. What are the odds of getting Jake Muzzin back being Jake Muzzin? Because just watching this decor, you called him thin. A healthy Jake Muzzin goes a long way to making this team more competitive. Yeah, I I think, you know, Jake coming back with the character he brings, I think he'll come back and probably be better. Mm -hmm. But he's slid this year too. He has not been the Jake Muzzin we've watched, but he's, again, he's a character battler, but I'd be concerned about Jake Muzzin's health going into the playoffs too. That's why I think they're thin and Hall's been up and down, Dermot up and down. The kids are the kids. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's some, there's some challenges there, but and every team's facing the same thing. Boston are desperate for a second line center. They've never replaced Krejci, you know, there's lots of teams. New York feel they need a top six guy to finish their group. You know, Panarin's not. Everybody's got their issues. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not just the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, even the best teams are worried about holes. I talked to Colorado today. I mean, they don't think they're not in the market to to take a step and do something that's going to help them at playoff time. Everybody's looking right now to bring in somebody that's going to give them a better chance in the first round. One more. It's funny. That's what it's all about now. Is the first round, isn't it? (laughs) That's the Stanley Cup now. All right. One more for me before. Unbelievable. One more for me before Before I let you get get rid of me. Before I let you get back to your black socks and sandals. Um, (laughs) Ten days, Mac, before the trade deadline, and we don't see anything going on right now. And 
if if we use Kyle Dubas as an example, is is would there be a sense of urgency now from from him or some other general managers with just ten days to go, or is that an eternity for you guys to get something made up out of nothing right now for a deal? Yeah, you're you're doing every you're you're thinking every possible way. And every team is doing it now to have a have another partner with you that you can make the money work to get the right guy and maybe overpay to get the right guy. We saw what they did with Bellino last year. I mean, I know it didn't work out and they paid a good price for him. But, you know, that's what they're trying to do is how do we move? Who do we bring in as a dance partner to make the money work here to be able to acquire a real player? And also look to bring in some depth. They're 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 tearing their hair out right now, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, guarantee. No, no question. And uh, too many concerns right now. That's the only thing. If 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 the focus was the blue line, that'd be one thing. But now you've got right. a struggling second line. You've got issues on the blue line, and you got issues in net. Just I, all the positions. I it's can fine. I can only imagine what. Yeah. Uh, what Kyle and his team are going through on a day-to-day basis. Kyle, Kyle knows what I felt like in Columbus when I had problems on the first line, second line, <laughs> third line, fourth line, defense, and our goaltending was usually pretty good. You know, can you help <laughs> Ken Hitchcock find another job? Oh my God! Every time he opened his mouth, it was like a job interview. Like, Come on, seriously. <laughs> Maybe a one-two package with you involved as well. I know, I know. He doesn't have me down as a reference, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. He told somebody. He told somebody who's really excited about about seeing me and 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 shooting the breeze with me. I didn't find out when I saw him that he was that excited. We're excited every Friday. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. I, I like the name, Off the Rails. Off Take the care. Rails. <laughs> Off the Rails with Doug McLean. Thanks, Doug. Did he make you less nervous this week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And at no point did I feel like we were near something that was going to get us fired. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you know, while well, that was going on, I was thinking about names for the Leafs. And can I give you one that I want? Tyler Mott. I know he's available in Vancouver, and yeah. he is a bottom parag- bottom line guy. Yeah. He works his bag off, yeah. which I know I can say on radio because I said it on TV and didn't yes. get fired. That's right. Um, and he's just one of those guys, an energy guy, goes. He scored four times in the Canucks uh, playoff run a couple years ago. I-, I like him. Andrew Kopp? Love Andrew Kopp. That would be better. I would take that over Tyler Mott. Nice upgrade. Okay.